Well, put down your eggnog and latch the turkey back in the cupboard. It's time for another Action Figure Blues podcast. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 253, for the week of Wednesday, the 28th of December, 2016. I'm Adam. And I'm Scott. This episode is brought to you by Davey Boy's Toys, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Diamond Select Muppets Series 2 Statler and Waldorf, and our discussion topic is Unburying Treasure, Opening a Pile of Loot Shipment. Uh, been a couple of weeks since I would have caught up with you, Scott. It's my first of the mini episode format uh, attempt. So, hey. how have you been in this wonderful Christmas Kwanzaa Shana week? Oh, yeah, good. Um, I'm currently uh, having a slight respite from um, a lengthy uh, bout of Christmas visitors. Um, <laughs> so, I had to leave a function early because my eldest had to go to work. Aww. So oh. I was like, oh, that's okay. I don't mind. Um, you know, family is good. Um, small doses are best. And uh, yeah, but I had a lovely um, break. And as Adam said, we're uh, having a break from our normal episode format and just doing whoever is available whenever. And Adam and I happen to be available. And so that's what we are doing. Adam, how was your uh, holiday break so far? It's been pretty good. It's been pretty busy. Today's the first day I've had kind of, sort of off. So there was Christmas Day, there was Christmas Eve, there was Christmas Eve Eve, um, there was Boxing Day Cricket. That's that's Christmas Adam. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas Eve Eve is Christmas Adam. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if that'll fly in (laughs) naming it, but we'll see how we go. You know, it's Adam Uh, and Eve, right? Yeah. Yeah. And... uh, Today we went off and did um, another escape room type caper. So oh, awesome! It's been busy, but at the same time, quite enjoyable. With with friends or just you guys or yeah. So we've done the we've done. There are two locations in Adelaide, and we've done one room at each um, with the same other couple, and we've gotten out both times. Oh, excellent! Yeah, yeah. We we did one for work uh, for a. Just you know, social function in the middle of the year, and it was great fun. And my team got out, and we were very proud of ourselves. So, hurrah, hurrah! Yes, we only we didn't need, um, we, like we were nearly there, and then the guy came in and he was like, "I think you need a clue." And we were like, "No, no, okay, <laughs> no clue." <laughs> so we got out. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, good. Um, well, we're just gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do a try of the week, and Adam is going to do uh, an unboxing because that's all the trend, right? Apparently, I think it was like all the rage five years ago. Yeah, for sure. So we're you know we're catching up, um, yeah, which is good fun. Um, but I reckon we should get stuck into it. I agree wholeheartedly. Cheers. Yahoo! It's me, Beetlejuice. So Adam, check out my great new house, the Vanishing Wall. Scary. Each sold separately. Just lie down inside and say, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Even smell. I'm scary. Boom. Ah! Now, back to 
back to normal. Beetlejuice. Like it? Makes my head spin. Speaking of spins, let's take one of my awesome phantom flyer. A real scare on wheels. Great fun on the ground or in the air frights. Pop wheelies. Well, it's time for one of our feature segments, which is Toy of the Week. This episode, we are turning Scott loose to talk about a new or particularly interesting addition to his collection. Scott, over to you. Thank you very much. I reviewed the first series of the Muppets action figures from Diamond Select Toys um, earlier on the show. The second series came out in the second half of last year. Um, which included uh, Beaker and Bunsen, Animal, and also Statler and Waldorf. And I've chosen Statler and Waldorf as my toys of the week. So we are missing the um, John's uh, Palisades perspective um, of what is different between how Palisades did this and how Diamond did this. I'm just going to be reviewing... um, uh, the diamond version, and then John, I'm sure, will uh, give me all the notes about how how Palisades was different later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably lots. Um, th- these are great fun, I think, um, and, and some of these sets that Diamond uh, are doing are ones that I think could work as standalone gifts or pieces, even if you didn't want to collect the whole lot. And this is definitely one of them, and that's why I chose it to review tonight, because it does have a diorama um, uh, included in it, which makes it a really nice standalone piece. Uh, But getting ahead of myself, um, first of all, I'm going to uh, start with the packaging. And if you are on our Facebook page, you can go to the Action Figure Blues Facebook page and find the photo album for this uh, particular piece, and if you go right to the end, you will see a photo that uh, expresses my frustration with the Diamond Select um, packaging. Um, I saw a video recently that was a joke thing of a guy in a pterodactyl costume trying to wrap presents. I don't know if you saw that it was during the round Christmas, but he basically ends up trashing all the presents, the tree, the whole place, etc. And um, that's pretty much how I felt by the time I got uh, this all undone. I, I think we've talked a few times about some of the innovative things that some companies like Cotabakia are doing in the packaging space. And Diamond Select, I think, is really ripe for um, a refresh of their packaging form factor. I, I know that it's, it is really recognizable, um, but it is very dated, I think, in terms of um, just the, the need for the size. I mean, this particular set needed uh, packaging um, that is uh, larger than standard, but a lot of the diamond stuff these days doesn't actually come with huge diorama pieces, etc. And so you have fairly small pieces floating around in that big clamshell it is completely collector unfriendly and it's also finger unfriendly as well because there are twist ties arama um the little statler and waldor figures had five twist ties like one for each limb one for the wrist one for the waist and it's really painful unnecessary um so i feel like the diamond sledge packaging is like my equivalent of Ben's sideshow peg holes, um, although less destructive probably. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I did not have fun taking this apart, 
let's just say. And if you look at that last photo on our, in our Facebook page, you'll see um, why it would be impossible to reuse this packaging for anything other than uh, recycling. Mm. Can you recycle that plastic? Um, I'm not sure. Would Does it have the symbol on it? Oh, I don't know. If it wasn't your house, would you put it in the recycle bin? No, I'd chuck it in the trash. Yeah, me too. Bummer. See, so it's just bad all around. And yeah. you know, particularly for me, who doesn't have a space to display all these, although I'll talk about what I'm going to do with this one in a moment, um, I would love to be able to open these up, you know, review them, and then keep them in the packaging. But anyway, the end rant about packaging. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what is included with um, this set, uh, now, Statler and Waldorf, if you are struggling for the name, are the two old guys that sit up in the balcony box in the Muppets Theatre and uh, trash everything, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if they were intended to be an ongoing gag or not, but definitely they've become uh, a really recognizable, iconic Muppet symbol. And in this set, you get the two figures and the whole little theatre box, which is just fabulous fun. Um, what is included in this is um, the two figures and then the diorama set which actually comes in three pieces plus two chairs. So there is a um, the, the base of the theater box, the background with the little curtains, etc., and then a top as well. Um, it doesn't come with instructions. I have to confess, I had a little brain freeze moment where I was like, I don't know how to put this together um, be- before I realized that the, the uh, roof was not the base. It was actually the roof of the... Um, the theater box and it does come with a picture of it on the back but still um, I did think that that could confuse lesser brains like my own once you've freed all of this from the plastic prison the theater box is really quite easy to put together the um, figures themselves these are um, uh, are these three and three quarter scale or they're not quite no they're a bit taller than that I'm not actually sure oh my goodness what terrible uh, reviewing. Um, mm. oh, sorry, so they, sorry, they are seven inch scale. So, but when this is when you think about Muppets, this isn't seven inch scale. Like you know, seven inches is not like a Marvel select Captain America figure. It's scale to the Muppets, so they end up being about four or five inches tall. Um, having seen a couple of the Palisades uh, pieces and. Um, John actually sent me a Palisades scooter to, I think, just so I could kind of compare. You know, they are definitely smaller than the Palisades pieces, which, you know, I think for if you were a Palisades collector is a bit of a shame because these won't fit in. Um, but, you know, for me, starting from scratch, it's not an issue. Um, the articulation on these is really quite nice. There's the, the neck rotates. They have got shoulder, elbow, wrist, um, waist and then uh, jointed um, hips, knees, and uh, not quite foot rockers, but fairly flexible feet. Um, Waldorf, who was the smaller um, dude, the bald guy, uh, has got a really easy center of gravity and he's very easy to pose and stand off. Statler, I had to play around a little bit before I found his. Um, gravitational sweet spot, shall we say. Um, But, you know, mostly they're going to be sitting anyway, but still just when I was um, posing, it just, you know, takes a moment. Um, The little chairs and the figures, 
is a pretty snug fit in the um, in the theater box. It does fit, but once you get them in there, there isn't a lot of room to get like adult size hands in there to rearrange or change poses, etc. So I found myself as I was um, reposing them to take different photos that I was having to take the whole lot out and pose them in the chair, etc., to get them uh, right. Um, I know it does. This is really doesn't matter because they're puppets, but the the chairs to the figures are a little bit um, like their their feet don't touch the ground at all, even Statler. And uh, I suppose you know they've had to do that sort of effect to get them visible above the theater box. But I just thought that was a little bit interesting. Um, you know, and of course that's something that uh, the, the puppets themselves wouldn't have had to to deal with. Um, <laughs> You know, there's no other accessories per se for these guys because obviously they come with this amazing, you know, diorama piece. Um, but it, it's really quite um, interesting, I think, what they've been able to accomplish with just the uh, the set pieces and the the figures that you can really have them, you know, looking in different directions. You can have one standing, one sitting. Um, it is super fun. Um, the paint on mine is absolutely fantastic. The all the diorama pieces are just beautiful um the you know there's no issue with the paint on the the figures themselves um i have kind of read a couple of reviews of people that had issues with uh paint on the faces of the characters but mine are um great it's like really nicely applied um you know they're they're just like fantastic fun lovely lovely sculpts um so this is something i think you know i, I don't have a space to display all of these, but I can kind of see myself taking this set and just sticking it on my shelf at work where I do have a few, you know, bits and pieces because it's something that kind of works in context by itself. It's not going to be messy because it's all compact and in, in one piece, but I think, you know, people would look at it and go, Oh, oh those guys. Yep. Um, or, you know, some of the, um, you know, younger people that I work with would probably go, who's that? But anyway, we're <laughs> that's okay. They, they need an education, right? Um, Eventually, yeah. Yeah, eventually. That's right. Um, so, look, great fun. I can't take any points off for the figures themselves. I think they're just fantastic. I think that um, the, the packaging is really ripe. And and I think, you know, if, I, I don't know how long um, Diamond's been using this, but certainly as long as I've been collecting. And uh, surely there's got to be a better way to do it. Even if they wanted to keep the same look, I think that there'd be a way to accomplish something that was a little bit more reusable than what they're currently doing so point off for that but this is a very solid nine out of ten dollars for me and um these are great fun cool yay so with the chairs are there any pegs in the base of the um theater box that they sit in like so they no. or they just kind of rattle around a bit they just rattle yeah and mm. i mean i was when i was trying to do some posing and stuff i thought well it was a little bit annoying, but then I thought, well, I suppose this isn't really a play set, you know, like you're not going to be, um, you're going to be more posing, etc. And you wouldn't want it to be too big in term because it wouldn't look right. Um, yeah. And, but you know, it, it, it's not difficult, but it isn't quite as you know, easy for, at least for my, you know, hands to kind of get in there. And because there's not much room, once you want to change one character's pose, I find I end up having to take the whole lot out and redo it. So okay, but that's oh. all right. That's all oh. right. I think that um, you know, the the 
it, this particular piece, like I said, is something that I could see some people uh, who mightn't want the whole set or uh, Citra buying just because it's fun and it really works on its own. Um, yeah. And like, and you know, something that a lot of these I couldn't see myself taking, you know, somewhere and displaying out of context to the others. But this one, I think that you know, I can, I could definitely see myself taking it to work rather than just packing it all up. Hmm. Cool. Good stuff. Yep. Sweet. Well, I think we will take a short break, and then we're going to come back with Adam's magic unboxing of magical things. Hooray! Impossible! The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. Well, Adam has very kindly agreed to hold off opening a pile of loot from Big Bad Toy Store until he could do it here live on the show. And he's been brave enough to allow me, once he has uh, opened them up and commented on each piece, to choose one for him to review. Very exciting. Over to you, Adam. Thank you, Scott. So I figured what I'd do would be uh, we'd open this this thing up live on air and um, have a bit of a chat about what's in there and why I would have ordered some of these things. So we'll just start with cutting the box open. Opening noises. Yep. You make a great Foley artist. Ah, uh, thank you. Uh, so, we've got our initial bit of bubble wrap. That's fine. So, we've got a SH figure arts Wiss. So, this is a, a Dragon Ball Z character. Um, this is Beerus' companion. Me being the rampant Dragon Ball Z collector that I am, I have rampant. had to pick this one up. Yep. Excellent. So, that one's, that one's going to go in the collection. That's a no-brainer. I have the Sailor Moon character Black Lady, which I think is like a possessed version of um, Sailor Moon. I haven't gotten that far in the show or the comics yet, so um, that's why that one's there. So far, I think she's the only villain that's been done for the Sailor Moon line, Uh, so we'll have a bit of a look at her at some point. Hmm. I have the uh, Tamashi FX wind effect, and I've got the green version. So I grabbed this one because it goes well with um, my Ranma Saotome figure, um, which I think is in this box somewhere, Um, uh, because he has one of his attacks basically causes a a spiralling wind effect to come up from around him and create a tornado. So I figured that would go perfectly with that. Nice. Yeah. I have the new Super Saiyan Vegeta, which is actually um, often referred to as Super Vegeta. So it's the the version where he's just come out of the Room of Space and Time or Hyperbolic Time Chamber, depending on which translation you're using. And um, he's just gone off to fight Cell. So that's pretty cool. I have the latest set of uh, Dragon Ball Shodo figures, which is the three and three quarter line. It's um, got a Gotenks, which comes with a, a Kamikaze Ghost Attack Ghost. Uh, it's got a Vegeta, Super Saiyan Vegito, and it's got a Boo in it. So there will be duplicates of that in there, um, which I'll have to offload somehow at some point. But that's another one that will go in my little miniature Dragon Ball Z collection. I have Shampoo. For, this is another figure arts character. Uh, <laughs> figure, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, not, not just a bottle of shampoo or, or conditioner, you know. Um, I was like, wow, I didn't know that um, Big Bad had Big branched bad. out into the toiletries. Oh, um, uh, you know. Well, they have at some point because they stocked like the Marvel colognes and things. Okay. Oh, that's true. Mm. Yeah. Okay, excellent. 
so this is another Ranma one half character. Um, she's one of Ranma's many fiancés um, and one that Ranma's not particularly interested in marrying. Oh. So, yeah, so it's a bit of a disappointment for her, but, you know, uh, a good fun character and I'm trying to build that little display that I've got up and that'll be a good addition. I have so male-type Ranma to go with Shampoo. Uh, he's really not interested that much in doing anything with the girl-type Ranma apart from trying to kill her, um, <laughs> at, least to, at least to begin with, um, until she works it out. Uh so that one will go in, and he's got some nifty-looking accessories like a, a water pail and a, um, a little school backpack, which is cool. I have my first installment um, in the Pat Labor, uh line from Tamashi, which is uh, a robot spirits line. Um, so this is a, the AV98 Ingram first, uh, which is um, one of the police, what would you call it, police order um, labors. Uh, so Pat Labor, I got into from watching, I think the first movie back in the late nineties, um, on SBS with Des Mangan. Wow. Um, yep. So it's, going back. <laughs> yeah, it's going back a while. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I was a dirty, dirty boy. Um, <laughs> and so recently I started reading the, the comics of this, um, and I thought it was, you know, quite enjoyable, so I decided I'd, I'd get on board and grab one of these, uh, which looks pretty cool. Yep, and then I have two of the same thing, which is um, in the Bandai Figurize uh, line, essentially. It's Figurize Mechanics, which is a Dragon Ball Z Saiyan Space Bod model kit, um, which I think should be just about the right size because Figurize are more or less the same scale as Figure Arts, but I should be able to put figure arts figures inside it, which would be cool. And I have two of those because there's more than one person that has a space point in the show. Hmm. And uh, so, you know, that'll be a nice display piece. Um, looking at it a little bit, it looks like I have um, some painting to do based on <laughs> based on some of the bits and pieces around it because that's not just the straight colours of the plastic. So that'll be um, another bit of spray painting and, and brush painting I have to do over my break. Um, so, yeah, that's the contents of my magic box of unboxing. Oh, very good. Now, before I tell you what I want you to review, um, yes. explain for people that mightn't um, know how the Big Bad pile of loot works and why you like it. Sure. So the Big Bad pile of loot, um, essentially you have two choices when you buy a product from Big Bad. You can have it shipped immediately or you can say, I'll put this in my pile of loot when there's enough other items that I'm happy to, to have shipped out at the same time, and I think you've got up to six months or something from the point that something enters your pile of loot to which it will be shipped anyway, um, you essentially accumulate a whole pile of stuff so that when you've got enough that you are happy to have it all at once, if you're happy to wait, um, and hopefully save on a bit of shipping, you tell them to ship and you get it um, all at once with a reduced shipping cost. With the things that I get, you know, I'm, I'm not overly concerned that I get it as soon as it comes out, I'm not that kind of person for the most part. Um, I know most of you guys aren't getting what I'm getting, so it doesn't bother me in terms of, you know, being able to do group reviews of things. I'm happy to wait that bit. We get it, and then I talk about it. So it works really well for me. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think, I mean, I, I use it too, and I think it depends on what you collect and how accessible it is in other places. Um, but then that 
again, if you've got to get it from overseas, then that ability to combine shipping, um, you know, and if you're prepared to wait as well, like I've got things sitting in my big bed pile of lead at the moment that, you know, I'm, I don't desperately need. Um, I'm happy to wait until there's some other things in there and then say, yep, ship that to me. So it is a, um, something that's definitely worth looking into. I have to say I haven't used it as much since I think a couple of factors. One, just the um, strength or lack thereof of the Australian dollar against the US dollar at the moment. And then also just the accessibility of a lot of the things that I collect in Australia has really increased over the last couple of years with Zing, etc. Yeah. Um, and made it, um, uh, particularly since they've introduced pre-ordering um, as well, that has made it easier for me to find things. But there are still things like the Mezco stuff, etc., that there doesn't seem to be a reliable, steady source for that in Australia. There are different uh, e-tailers that are getting particular products in, but no one that seems to be committed to stocking the whole line. And so yeah. those I have – I mean, the other thing I really love about Big Bad is that you can cancel pre-orders um, – you know, without a financial penalty. And so if I you know, am worried that I'm going to miss out on something, then I can have that there as a bit of an insurance policy as well. Um, yep. So definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I cannot go past shampoo. I think that has okay. to be, yeah, I think that has to be my, my choice because the name's just so hilarious, but okay. you, I need, I need a bigger, context of the property and who this character is before you start describing the toy. Okay. So as I said, Shampoo is one of Ranma one half the one the the, the, the Ranma one half characters. Um so the backstory is that when Ranma was on the training trip to uh China with his father where they both fell in the cursed springs and Ranma fell in the drowned girl spring so he turns into a girl. His father turned, uh, fell in the drowned panda spring so he turns into a panda. Um, they travelled through Shampoo's Chinese Amazon village. Um, they were both hungry. Um, there's a contest on, I think it's an annual contest or something, um, where the, the strongest girl um, or the strongest female warrior got to eat all the food. So Rama had already eaten all the food and had to enter the contest. He won it um, because it's a dishonour to the Chinese Amazon tribe to lose. Shampoo gave him the kiss of death um, uh -oh. and then... And then as Rammer and his father took off, um, Shampoo took off in pursuit, um, she ended up falling in the, the cursed springs, but she turned into the, fell in the cursed springs of Drowned Cat. Uh-oh. Um, she then eventually shows up in Japan uh, after Rammer and his father have returned, um, planning to kill girl-type Rammer, and then she meets um, boy-type Rammer, who kicks her in the face and therefore defeats her. And by Chinese tribal law or Amazon tribal law, that means that she has to marry the, the man that defeated her. And so she's now one of his fiancés. Okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, the brief backstory. Uh, driving into the toy. So it's a pretty standard figure arts um, packaging. They've got uh, slightly different um, stylistic elements on the Ranma packaging to some of the other ones. So it's got, you know, kind of... Um, the Rama logo on there, it's got some nice uh, Asian art-looking clouds on there. It's got some nice border lines around it. Uh, it has, I think on the back, that's pretty much some of the earlier um, shampoo appearances hmm. in 
from the manga, so that's nice. Uh, you can see shampoo, you can see her ramen bowl, um, her delivery box, and the cat form of shampoo. So we open it up. She has her own base and, and um, figure stand, so that's nice. Um, it's the standard two-tray system from Figure Arts, so there's your base tray that the figure's in, there's a protective tray that holds it all together, which is, you know, probably something Diamond Select Toys could look at. Um, just struggling to cut through the tape at the moment. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Struggle very, with real very Scott. authentic. Very authentic. Yeah. So, take off her little plastic aprons that come with figures. So, there's a lot of plastic apron on this figure. Um, for those of you that haven't dealt with figure arts figures before, they like to put plastic aprons um, around the figure to stop paint rub. So, this had a plastic apron on her hair, it has another one around her neck. Um, that goes all the way down past her waist, and it's got another one coming out from under her skirt that goes down past it, goes down her legs. So there should be no paint rub whatsoever. There's also like a little um, plastic pillow that goes between her, her hair and her head to stop that going anywhere. And her body's just come away from her head. There we go. Uh-uh. It's okay. I'll put the peg back on there. Uh other things that she comes with, she's got a ramen delivery box, which um, has a sliding door, which is kind of neat. It doesn't stay up by itself very well, so that might be an issue for some people. There's two shelves, or there's yeah, two shelves in it to, to put the ramen bowl in, if you want to do that. Uh, there's cat form shampoo with a, her head that rotates. There are three alternate portraits, as well as the one that uh, comes pre-fixed, so... The prefixed one is kind of a neutral smiley face. Um, <laughs> there is, I'm trying to see what the other ones are. There's one where she's closed her eyes like she's waiting to be kissed. Um, there's one where she's got her eyes closed and she's grinning. And there's one where she's kind of looking off to the side and grinning. So there's a decent range of expression there. She's got quite a lot of alternate hands. She's got, um, she has... A few different open palm kind of hands. So she's got two sets of those in addition to the punchy hands that are pre-equipped. She's got um, a set of holding stuff hands. Um, so, you know, with kind of a, a grip for holding um, the ramen container or holding a spear or whatever else you want to try and equip it with. And she's got um, a pair of interlocked hands so that, you know, it looks like she's she's praying or waiting to get kissed with her hands together. So that's kind of I cute. I love it. Yeah. That's so funny. There is, as I said, there's a figure stand, um, and there's some funny little connector there, which I suspect, yeah, that plugs into her ramen bowl. Um, so it's probably so that the, it plugs into the bottom of the ramen bowl and there'll be something for her to hold on to. So that's kind of cool. As far as her outfit, um, there's not really a standard shampoo outfit. Um, she wears a lot of Chinese clothes that kind of look a little bit like pyjamas. Um, which is fine. Yep. But the, the outfit she's wearing is essentially the um, the cat cafe um, ramen delivery or waitress outfit. So it's the kind of 
red under underbody sleeve type thing, tunicky looking thing, um, with a white apron, which has a nice bow at the back around the waist, and it has you know even got straps crossing uh, her back and going up to the the um, shoulder ruffle sleeve things. So that's cool. Um, her hair is not articulated, which may be a concern for some people, but it's there. It's purple. Uh, she's got quite a lot of articulation. She's got a good range of movement. I'm just seeing. I think she'll be able to do the Elaine Bennis dance, which is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it's the, the hair's kind of stopping mm. her from getting the, the head all the way back. It's that lack so of that, hair articulation, isn't it? It is. I mean, if you articulate the hair, they can get the, the Elaine Bennis dance going, which is kind of one new standard for, for assessing a female figure. Um, the feet have the standard kind of figure arts um, rotation in terms of it's got a bit of a rocker. Actually, I don't think they normally have rockers, but this one's got rocket. This one's got a very hefty rocker that can go pretty much the whole way around, um, which is pretty nifty, as well as front back. So, yeah, that's that's 100% you can do a 360 with whatever system that is. Um, I'm not going to pull on that in case I break anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the knee joint looks good. It's a bit of an obvious cut. Um, compared to some of the other figure arts, but it looks more like a bit of a ball joint. It is so it's pretty much just you can make the the whole leg do three sixties at the knee. Um, other than that, it's pretty standard stuff, I think, which is all good by me. Um, and the shoes are a nice flat, shoot, sensible shoe, so I'm not going to have too many issues posing her without a um, figure stamp, which is also good. Um, yeah, so look, I think that's a a really good addition uh, to the Brenma Half collection, which is just getting underway. Um, we've also seen that, you know, we've got a Kane Tende, Tendo coming. We've got Ryoga Hibiki coming. And I know we've seen Brenma's dad in panda form, Genma, um, but I don't think that we've had a release date announced. So I'll be looking forward to getting a hold of those as well. Um, go for it. I was just going to ask a more – finish your review because I was going to ask a more generic question. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so as I look at this, actually, the skirt is actually layered. So the, the front is one piece and then there's the two side pieces before it gets to the bow are separate little pleats. So that means it'll actually separate nicely for moving the legs around, which is really quite useful. Um, paint apps, I have no issue with them. There's no real um, washing or highlighting on the main body, but there's no paint slop between the white and red. There's no paint rub and the hair. I'm just trying to see if that's actually got any kind of wash or whether it's just the shadowing from natural light on the purple. Hard to tell. But yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. Um, so I'd probably give this one, given that it's um, I don't think there'd be a lot of reuse. I think parts of the hair are probably reused from some of the other female figure arts figures. I think it's probably worth about a nine at least. Nice. Mm. That's excellent. Very good. Mm. What I was going to ask you was, where does this interest in these sort of properties come from? Because obviously you've got a real passion for it and a lot of knowledge of it. So when did it start? How did you discover all this stuff? So pretty much um, in the mid to late 90s, just uh, just as I was finishing high school, Marvel were turning crap. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I dropped Marvel Comics um, and saved a bit of money instead. And then when I got to uni, I was like, yeah, I need something to do. Well, more first year than any other year. It was like, oh, I need something to do on the, the train ride home. Um, so I went to a comic store and instead of trying just more Marvel, 
Um, I think Dragon Ball Z had already started on TV by that stage. Neo Genesis had started, so I picked up those two. Um, and then I was like, yeah, those are both good, and started trying other different properties, and Ranmore was one of them, and started that, found it immediately hilarious, um, and have since gone back and picked up all the, the tr- collected trades that I'd missed and then collected the rest of it as it came out. That's great. Um, I tried watching some of the anime at some point, and it was okay, but I think the manga was a lot better. Huh. Mm. Interesting. I just thought you know it was worthwhile um, asking because you've reviewed a lot of this stuff on the the show, but you know I wondered kind of where it all, how you discovered it in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was just legitimately, you know, I I felt that Marvel had dropped off, and I think they've dropped off again, and so I'm trying different things again. But it's just that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. It's. I. Th- I wonder if you know. There's a point where you know. You, uh, like like for me, I, I've really lost the thread with the the mainstream comics, um, which is okay. Like you know, because obviously there are people that are still enjoying them, but I I just you know have found uh, that it's really lost my interest, and I am and also with a limited bucket of resources to um, use for a hobby, it's like well if I'm not. You know, not buying comics. That means I've actually got more money to spend on toys and things I enjoy, and I just don't really feel the need to go back to it. Maybe that'll change someday. Don't know. Yeah. So you know, I just think it's one of those things. If you're not enjoying whatever it is that you're spending your money on, you may totally. as well find something else and and see what else is about. Totally. Totally. Mm. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that. That was really good fun, and uh, I believe that's the end of our show. It sure is. Yay. Well, um, don't count on us, even though we haven't, you know, uh, given up the weekly thing so far. Don't count on it. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing a, you know, we're just taking the opportunity while we're on holidays, et cetera, to make shows and do things. And we hope that you are enjoying still hearing from us and uh, as we work out what the next phase is. But thanks, Adam, for making time to um, go through uh, with all this with me tonight. No worries. Yay. Appreciate the catch up. Yeah, no, it's really good. Bye, everybody. Bye. Good night, nerds. Hasta mañana. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening.